soundtrack uh so many fun cool actors in this i like i was very surprised Catherine o'hara you know young winona ryder uh andy is with me we are recording and actually have it all set up how's it going andy it's going it's yeah, going great. great. It's going great. Good, good, good. As I say, it's going <laughs> usually is a bad thing. I just got worried for a second. No, 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 really? <laughs> okay, good. Well, you just like if you're like, it's going for your cycle, you know, getting through it. Wait, hey, let me ask you, let me ask you a, yeah, a question right off the bat. Yeah, do it. Do you have do you have surround sound in your home? Do you have like a home entertainment? No. Like, no? I no, thought we, I th- we use a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I, th- I thought maybe you would because since you watch so many movies. I should. So we've usually been in like apartments, so I don't like to invest too much. Hey, in... me too. And I don't yeah. give a rat's rip. No, you're, sm- you're <laughs> I'm lazy is what it really is. <laughs> Where I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have to fix all of this when I move out and like, or pay the deposit. True. Like, I, I don't know. I do stress on that. Yeah. <laughs> like I was in uh, one of my apartments in Los Angeles for like five, six years and I hung pictures, yeah. but I was like it. Like I, I, other than that, didn't paint. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to have to. So mm. it's, it's laziness. We do use just like a, a Bose speaker, which does a pretty a great job like a sound bar yeah it's similar but it's literally just like a wireless bluetooth portable speaker uh-huh. that we just uh, can connect to the tv via bluetooth and it's it works great so it's just one speaker yeah what what's weird that to me it's better like, it's definitely better than the tv where do you put it audio just like um right below our tv our tv is like up on a um interesting on a shelf thing kind of a fireplace that's the word the question dawned on me when uh when i said i like it loud (laughs) because i do own a uh like a home entertainment surround system nice yeah like growing up my dad was always into like sound and audio cool so like i've like for as long as I can remember, if my dad can afford it, he's always had like a very good TV audio sound. And actually the receiver that I have now was like one that he gave me because he had upgraded. He was like, hey, here, you want this? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And so when I moved into my apartment now, I plugged it in and then he gave me he gave me a sub. So I have a sub next to the couch and then and he was trying to give me a second sub the other day because he always he he just he's not short of any of this equipment. <laughs> so he was yeah. like, hey, uh, do you want to do you want that sub? He like pointed out a dusty sub on the ground. And I was like, you already gave me one. And then he was like, yeah, you don't want two, one for each side. So it's like super boom. left to right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, I live in an apartment. Stereo. I don't I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that do you worry about sound in an apartment? That is one thing about apartment movie watching that was always bad tough for me. You mean like disturbing my neighbors? Yeah, oh yeah. Is that what you mean though? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Have you had issues I, with it, I should say? 
No, everyone. Well, good. all my neighbors are pretty quiet and and respectful. So I try to, but you know, I don't. I don't it's not loud, but like you know, because I have the the um, the speaker stands on the side, so it's it mm-hmm. really just it doesn't have to be loud. Like it still sounds great, but you know, like I mean, from time to time, like. I won't do it at night. Like if it's like past eight, I won't. I won't do yeah. surround sound. I don't need it, but I like it. Oh yeah, you know. As, and as especially if I'm watching it. like like a Star Wars movie, like of course I want that shit on. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. like you know, midday. I don't know. Five o'clock. Sure, it's fine. It's Friday night. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to be a little loud. You know. Oh yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I. I'm more. Um, my old apartment was just very wasn't very good soundproof it was just like really cheap and so it was like yeah we could hear our neighbors tv super easily and they oh, were really very inconsiderate about it that was yeah. a dark time that was like during covid too and they would just oh, listen to yeah. uh some news channel but the yeah. point was they was just you loud talking all day and um oh, and yeah. you could feel like no. vibrating the floor honestly for the <laughs> most so I just part had, like ptsd I, yeah. And then it also, uh, I was always concerned about bugging people because I'm like, well, maybe they're not even listening to it yeah. too loud. And it's just, yeah, our, our apartment isn't built well. And so when we listen to stuff, we're doing it too. We don't even realize right, it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think, I hope that our walls are a little tougher because <laughs> I really, I can't. Put you on blast I, no, 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 no. I think about it too. Okay, but like the only times I ever, I ever really, because I don't hear any of my neighbors, neighbors ever. Interesting. So that, and that only leads me to believe that our walls are thick. The only times I ever hear anything is my my neighbor on the left, the daughter, was learning saxophone at one point, so I could hear her <laughs> practice. And yeah, like, it is, yeah, honestly, and also like stuff like that just goes like it's just like background noise. It never bothers me. Yeah. Like music stuff doesn't bother me because it's like I don't know. Like I've been around it for so long, but other than that, no, no, nothing. I do think sound is like very underrated in a home theater setup absolutely in that like people are so concerned about getting a big like high quality tv which is awesome they're great but then also just like having good sound too can make like a th- like one of the best parts going to a theater yeah. is the fact that you're just like literally you know the whole theater rumbles with bass and yeah. you can like feel what's happening oh, almost. Dude, I love you know, it's that. almost like 4d I love, I love that feeling dude i love it so much yeah, it's so, and it's like so, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like I, I, an underrated part, and it's obvious, and um, maybe, but uh, yeah, I, I sh- we should upgrade. I just wanted, I, I really would like to get just like a sound bar, like a better sound bar that's like yeah, dedicated for, starters, for, yeah, yeah, right. First, yeah. get the sound Almost. bar, and then, and then you start collecting. You know, you get your speakers, your sub, your like extra ones, your subs. You'll get there, man. Yeah, dude. My dad even has, I don't even know what they're called. They're, you know, like the, like speakers. I, it's like the ones that just project like this, like the outer, like the outside noise, like background noise. Do you know what I'm talking about? In, in like a surround sound setup? Yeah. Yeah. How there's one that are dedicated for like uh, sound effects almost. Yeah. Sound effects and background noise. Like they're, they teach Detail noises. Yeah. They just do that. My dad, my dad installed two, like we, by the way, we have a surround sound in my, my parents' living room and in the garage, which is like, it's like little, like, 
that's where he watches his movies. Yeah. And so he like installed two little speakers that do the background noise right above the seat. So they're on the ceiling and they're pointing down at the couches. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Super unnerving, I bet, for scary yeah. movies. Well, you wouldn't know. Which we don't watch. So <laughs> No. Dude, I feel like that would be the best. Because, like, imagine That's a movie like Blair Witch where you can, like, you know, 360. Yeah. You hear be a fun. scratch on the side right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's funny. He's terrified, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Well, that was awesome. Um, yeah, upgrade your sound, everybody. I'm going to take Andy's <laughs> advice. I'll have, now I'm going to be asking you for advice, though, on parts and things. So you did invite, you know, follow-up questions, yeah. I think, by pushing this. Yeah. Last four. You want to go first? I only have a couple, so mine will be quick. Actually, the day that we did our last pod, my friend asked me, like, hey, early release of the creator. Let's go. One time, one, one time showing. And I was like, I can't. I'm doing the pod. He was like, damn it. And then we I could have watched the movie, by the way. But and I'm just kidding. But we ended up watching it the next day. So that's that that's part of my Okay, good. I was gonna say I thought yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I'm so now I feel even worse. And I'm kidding, I I'm kidding, dude. I don't care. I don't care. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, good. I'm so yeah, sorry. So though. we watched the creator. How what I'm very curious about that movie. I don't want to tell you much. I just want you okay. should just watch it. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's um, a good. That's a great recommend or a great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Review. But but I, I did have a good, I did have a good time. Good to know. Um, I like that director a lot. Yeah. I mean, Rogue One is is on my top four favorites. Uh, yeah, it's great. On Letterbox, one so. of the best Disney Star Wars movies. Of for course, sure. I had to watch this. Um, I will say, on the subject of sound, I watched it in IMAX. Uh-huh. Man, dude, that it was loud. It was so yeah. loud, and I was loving it. Like, I re- there was these older ladies that were watch that were behind me, and they were like, uh-huh. "Oh my god, it's so loud!" And like, and they were complaining. I'm like, "Oh, dude, I love it. It's so loud," you know. Um, even the trailers, dude. The trailers, like they had it max the whole way. <laughs> um, but yeah, the creator. And then I believe the next day we watched Dumb Mummy, same same friend movie theater. Uh, Dumb Money, which is about the GameStop. Uh, two years ago, the game GameStop. Uh, fuck, I'm blanking. Stock explosion. Yeah, the uh, stock Reddit, explosion of Reddit, the yeah, Wall Street yeah. bets. Yeah, phenomenon. Also, not a bad movie. The last movie I saw with Paul Dano was the Batman. So it's nice to see him again. You know. He's, I was gonna say I was, I was excited to see him doing something. Yeah, he's he's becoming that actor where doesn't matter what the movie is if he's in it I'm gonna watch it just because he's like he's proven himself as a good you know you're gonna have a good time with him. He's had a, a crazy career. Yeah, he really has. And then yesterday I watched the newest uh, Ninja Turtle movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, the animated one. Yeah. Is that it's right? Pretty good. Have you I seen heard it? It's awesome. No, but I've actually heard good things, weirdly, or like surprisingly. Yeah, I, it was way better than I thought it would be. Um, the music was good. Lots of like old school, like 90s hip hop stuff. And they depicted the turtles at like they were real teenagers. Like they just, like the attitude was very like angsty as opposed to like the original ones. Like they were just full on adults, you know? 
But yeah. yeah, it was good. I liked it. Did you watch the live action Teenage Mutant the Ninja 80s Turtle? ones, right? Yeah. The yeah, those ones. are the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, I loved those. You did? Okay, yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah. I did. But you know what? I, I've been meaning to rewatch because I haven't seen in a while. But like my like my memory has like bits and pieces of it that I that I enjoy about it. But I do need to yeah. rewatch. And I didn't realize because when I looked it up and those those movies came out before we were even born. Yeah, late eighties, early yeah, like mid to early. mid to early eighties, I think. Yeah, because wow. I don't think I think the third one. Let me, let's check here. The third one might have came came out even before eighty nine. Because are you eighty nine or are you eighty eighty ninety one? Oh, dude, I thought you were older than me. Sorry. Hey, uh, I'm at that age now where that's I'm not sure if that's a compliment or an insult anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just get it out here. Oh wait, well, I, guess I guess we're played right. Donatello. 19, you're right. 1990. 19. I was gonna say because I kind of remember the second one coming out, which must have been like 93 okay. or four. I okay. Bet. So then I must so have been looking little... at a different movie. Interesting. Or maybe sometimes because you know sometimes. Uh, yeah, this isn't it, dude. What the? I I knew there was something off. I like, was there was there an '80s one? I thought so, cause there was a few. There was like two or three weird ones. Oh. I thought, but maybe it's just one. Is this like a? Are we having a Mandela effect live? So, the first one was 1990. Second one was 91, and the third one was 93. There was an the live before action. that. It doesn't look like it, not that I can see. So the first feature film of the Ninja Turtles was 1990. Ever animated or live action, it looks like, before it would must have just been the cartoon and uh, comics. So when I was researching it yesterday, because I've noticed Spotify does this too. Like sometimes you like want to search a record or a movie and the, and the year is off. I was actually on my, my Vizio TV. I was like searching through just like the normal... Uh, the search from like the actual home, the home screen, and it's in 1980, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't realize it was that old, and like I did question it. I questioned it, and I was like, "Well, I mean, if it says here, you know," <laughs> but good thing we we figured that out. They they feel very 80s. I mean, coming out early 1990, yeah, basically 80s movies. Yeah, made in the 80s. Have you ever read the comics for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, I know I know it was a comic book first, right? Yeah, I, I guess they're like super dark, I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's like no. the cartoon made it into like a kid's show, but originally it's like it's like supposed to be really like dark and kind of twisted oh, from what I've heard. No. And it's kind of like hyperviolent stuff, I think, but I'm talking about my yeah. ass a little bit. I think I, I watched a YouTube video about it once. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look out for that once I, when I go to Frankenstein's next time. Because yeah, they have a bunch you of should, comics dude. there. If you can find like old cards. Have. So kinda cool. I've wanted to, I've, I kinda wanna check them out since I heard that. Alright, my last four real quick. This was actually previous and I just totally forgot to log it and uh like Ian says, if you don't log it, it's just out of my brain. So it happened this time. True. <laughs> I watched a new movie called No One Will Save You. I believe it's on Netflix. Oh, that sounds familiar. It was really cool. It's a horror movie. I won't say too much about it. 
because it's, it's it gets pretty wild but it's um, essentially an alien movie Oh. And I really liked it. It was really fun. Um, I don't know much about it, but it was a great. If you're looking for just like a fun, scary movie and you like alien movies, it's a good alien movie. How scary? Pretty scary. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty freaky. I think I can, I think I can handle a, an alien horror movie for some reason. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch check it. it out it's yeah. fun it's definitely fun too like we were having yeah. a great time with it it's not just like depressing horror it's definitely yeah um just kind of wild in a fun way yeah i think maybe the reality of like a murder like those yeah. are there are murders in the world yes you know like to me well, they're that's... aliens andy <laughs> Right, but I, I've, I've yet to see one, <laughs> and I, I might Fair. not, I might not ever see one. Hopefully but, not. But I'm just kidding. You know. Well, not really. I'll. Do you believe in aliens? I do. Yeah, me too. I do. But I don't know in what level. I'll still, but on but some I'll still level. watch the movie. It's I don't good. know. I, and it's, I, I'm, it's... I, I feel less scared of an alien than I do of like a slasher. It, yeah, yeah. You let me know what you think. I won't say too much, okay. but it's it's very fun. It reminded me a lot of other horror movies. Like there were lots of bits and pieces that felt like borrowed in interesting ways. So I wonder okay, if cool. um, whatever that'll do. So after that, uh, I watched King Kong versus Godzilla technically, but I already did that last week, and then I did Beetlejuice just today, and I really nice, really enjoyed it. You've seen it before, right? Yeah. I have, I have, but I'll be honest. So, g- growing up, this one, I'm not. I was never a big fan of like gross out kind of like slapstick horror, where like okay. anything kind of like like disturbing in a funny way was confusing to me. Does really? that make sense? Like, yeah, kind yeah. Of. Like I liked, I liked dark stuff when yeah. it was like serious, and I could really att- attach that. When it was dark and like funny i was like i don't know what to feel because to me it's sad all these people are dead but i know i can tell tonally this is like funny but like i feel i do feel bad for all these dead people like i you know you know so like (laughs) this is sad not funny Um, so i just couldn't quite see the the humor in it and then i think honestly i know michael keaton is beloved for this but i also was just like super grossed out by beetlejuice in general like the character dude you know what he, he disturbed which is the point and i like now but as a kid it was just not fun disturbing so does that mean you kind of you 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 didn't really watch it throughout this is one that was definitely on the periphery where i never where i i'm sure i i did sit and watch it at least a couple times growing up but it was one that like never was like really oh man do you know what i i had a feeling like you like i kind of sensed that because when i said it you're like hmm okay you know, and then I had, I had mentioned I had mentioned other movies and you seem more st- psyched about the other movies. And I was like, let's do the other movies like I'm down for either because I felt like, oh, there's something about this movie that's I feel like you don't like. So it's not. Yeah, I was. It's actually. So I I. I don't want to be mean ever. Uh, dude, <laughs> so I don't ever a... just want to come out and be like, ooh, that's not my favorite. But the, I like watching movies. Like, I was happy to come back and have to, like, revisit this with the new 
perspective and like really sit and be like okay what because it's always one where it's like nah do i want to watch beetlejuice like nah yeah i mean dang that's crazy this is just one of those those ones that you just never could get on like i've i've got plenty of those where i'm like i I don't get it but everyone gets it i've nothing against it like i love tim burton i love danny and i loved like edward scissorhands which was like very contemporary to this and and very much in the same like kind of style of nightmare before christmas which is borderline Mm -hmm. you know very similar and so it's just like yeah and, and maybe Michael Keaton just grossed me out too much. Um, yeah. Maybe that really was the core I mean, of it where he was just like, and scared yeah. me. Like I could tell he was like not a trustworthy person. Yeah. Well, dude, same thing with me actually. Cause like, again, like I never really like watched scary movies or like had an urge to watch them. And when they kind of fell on my lap, like they did make me uncomfortable. And like this movie for sure made me uncomfortable as like yeah. a kid and as a teenager. I'm like, uh, like, like just, just this guy's like demeanor is just making me nervous. Like, you know, like even though it's not completely like a horror movie, like I still felt uncomfortable. Yeah. But now as an adult, but seeing i i just recently saw it maybe like a year ago for the first time like as an adult and like dude everything about it made me laugh i'm like i do this i did not realize how funny this movie is which is why and again like like comedy is like my one of my favorite genres so like of course i'm gonna like this movie so but anyways yeah so funny it's insanely funny when I was a kid, I think it was kind of sad to see humans. I felt bad for the people in the house too, where I was like, those are the ghosts. Right. Like they're the bad guys, right? Like, yeah. like shouldn't, you know? And so as an adult now and I'm married, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I related a lot to the couple in the house who just wanted to like exist in their house and they're like, Hey, we're dead. And this is kind of like, awesome. Like I have time to do all this stuff now. Like I can do my bottle building. It was very, it just, it hit a sweet spot that as a kid, I had not developed uh, a taste for yet. (laughs) And so I just really appreciate it on a major new level. Yeah. As a kid, I I can see this movie being like, it's easy to think like, Oh, um, Beetlejuice is the bad guy, but watching this, I, by the way, I just I just watched it like no more than like two hours ago. I, I finished it. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, so <laughs> like I, like I, the, what what I summed up is like it, this this felt like an anti horror movie. Like yeah, it like the living like the living people were the bad guys because they were trying to like monetize the dead like trying to figure out oh like we we discovered how to see the see ghosts like let's figure out how we can cash out on this so to me they were the bad guys and then beetlejuice is kind of like an anti-antagonist you know like he's so he is the bad guy but also not really because he's still trying to do he's he's trying to get rid of these people too but in his own way in his own selfish way, you know, and then also like get like pretty much like be dead, dead, you know, cause he's tired of just roaming around. But yeah, like for sure. I, I felt that too. He's kind of like the chaotic neutral. Right. There you go. Yeah. He's not good or bad. He just is doing what he yeah. really wants to. And sometimes yeah. it helps out. The guy. Like sometimes I'm relieved when Beetlejuice comes to help. And sometimes yeah. it, you're like, 
dreading it. We're always kind of dreading it, but he is kind of like a relief. We're like, okay, I'm glad somebody's going to be able to fuck with these guys in a real way. Yeah. Yeah. And like this time around, I'm realizing this movie isn't like the movie is called Beetlejuice, but it's not all about Beetlejuice. Like Beetlejuice is just like the comedic relief in the movie, which is great. Yeah. Which is a great tactic because Michael Keaton did so well. He really stole the show, and they they yeah. did they did right in calling it Beetlejuice because I did read that they were going to call it other things, that that sucked. You know, I think like yeah. Ghost something, oh, Ghost gosh. House Ghosts, I think was one of them or something like that. <laughs> no. But naming it Beetlejuice yeah, was, was perfect. But yeah, pretty much the story is this family trying to get rid of a another family that's pretty much moving into their house you know and beetlejuice is just this essentially a side character you know yeah he's in it for 17 minutes dude i read that it's nuts yeah that was like interesting because he does he feels like he's in it a lot more dude this guy stole the show yeah totally and also what i noticed uh this time around too was he wasn't he wasn't in his like full-on Beetlejuice suit like his like famous like black and white striped suit he wasn't in it till the end of the movie and for like one scene yeah the wedding scene right no in the wedding scene he was wearing the red suit with the oh yeah she had the red dress too yeah tux thing he was only wearing the his like Beetlejuice suit iconic right right before that he was just like chilling on his tombstone he was just like napping on his tombstone and he was wearing it's like all right let's go you know it's crazy how that just becomes so imprinted and it's barely even in it i know you really you really don't realize but that i mean again that's that's how good michael keaton is you know yeah he's he's great did you know tim burton originally thought sammy davis jr would be the best person to play beetlejuice i didn't from the rat pack that's crazy I can't he even was imagine. Too old, I think he was turning 60. So I think that's oh, really? what ruled him out. Yeah, at the time. <laughs> but he originally, Tim Burton said, when I read the script, I could picture Sammy Davis Jr. as like the perfect Beetlejuice. And so if I could real quick talk about the original script. So the original script, the, the writer who wrote this is Michael McDowell, and he's a Southern Gothic novelist. And actually, Ooh last week's director stephen uh king said that he was the best american paperback novelist of his era so stephen king Mm. was also a fan so he wrote this screenplay tim burton found it it was a dark horror movie it's like really kind of weird twisted movie less of a comedy tim burton got it and he's like this he saw the comedy in it so he kind of made the changes that you know turned into what it is now but originally it was supposed to be way more messed up yeah the original description for beetlejuice if i could read it real fast so this is the original introduction so the one i read i think was the second edition of the script before tim burton had been attached at all the pole is held by Beetlejuice. He is small and wiry, dark, with vaguely Middle Eastern features. Here and whenever we see him again at the beginning of a scene, his eyes are cold and yellow and shaped like a snake's. But after a moment, they melt, becoming human and liquid and brown. This is definitely not a spirit to be trusted. I'm like, Damn. what is it? What? It's pretty dark. And actually, yeah. an executive 
who worked on the making the movie said that if this version of the film had been would that, if this version of the film had been made it would have like ruined his career forever because it was like so disgusting ruined uh tim burton no some no uh the about the writer who wrote the part about him being oh, like middle yeah. east because he's like a weird yeah. creep guy yeah, for some, like one on line could have just yeah. left that out <laughs> yeah i i think i read i read too that like this was supposed to be like around the same like realm like in the sense of like creepiness like they wanted it to be as creepy as the exorcist like originally that was the goal and then they ended up pivoting and it being a comedy which is even uh, before tim burton i didn't i don't know if it was before tim burton or yeah i'm not sure but i I i'm like oh i guess that makes sense but i'm glad it I'm, yeah, I'm sure it was before Tim Burton got got his hands on it. Um, it could be fun as a darker horror like creature. Yeah, horror I can movie, see. It. You know? I can see it. Yeah, like I'm glad but, this version exists, and I wouldn't want it like a remake of this. But I could see right. a whole movie like this with more of a dark spin being really fun right. too. If yeah, done yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, you say that he specifically in the movie says that he's seen the exorcist about 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every single time i see it which is funny because you're talking about how the exorcist was the dark goal they wanted and they end up going uh beetlejuice says that at one point oh (laughs) he's like i lived well i lived through the black plague and i've seen the exorcist about 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every single time i see it yeah yeah (laughs) um which is funny Um, um did you that well, he, come here, back later. Let's um, I got a I got a lot to say about this movie. Yeah, please got, you I, take I, it. I got it. a I've got a lot this of notes, dude. <laughs> I fucked you over last time. I want no, you to run no, with it, man. No, I wanted to be equal. So like, oh no, 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 whatever I'll, I'll you have for sure. Yeah, but I yeah. um, I'm excited to hear like you picked it. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, for start, let's start. Let's talk about the intro. Okay, perfect. I want to start. I want to. Talk about the music first, you know. Okay. I, again, a lot of people really love this movie, and like, there's a there's a certain type of person that we know, you know, pumpkin purse girls that love <laughs> this movie, and like, this is like, I feel like this top of the list, you know, like everyone loves this movie, and like. Going into this, I'm thinking about all that stuff, and I'm thinking about Danny Elfman because I love Danny Elfman. I'm excited that I get to that. I'm, you know, I'm pretty much not only am I watching something that I enjoy. It's I'm I'm not only doing that. I'm like putting on my favorite record and doing and listening to my favorite record and watching my favorite movie at the same time, which is like very rare. So like as soon as the movie starts, it's theatric and like whimsical, and like I don't know if you know this but before this movie like danny elfman he had only done peewee's big adventure oh wow so yeah so peewee's big adventure like of course like it has going into that like there's an idea already like peewee herman is an established character we everyone knows who he is this is the direction we want to take for like uh when it comes to music right so danny elfman had kind of like a a road that he needed to take And in this movie, it was kind of like a free for all. Like, okay, this is a new this is a a new idea. This is a new character. You watch this movie and you get to decide what sounds, what are the right sounds to 
make this movie come together. And like I was I was um, watching this like short video about Danny Elfman talking about this movie and writing the score. Yeah. And because it was his next like big film score that he did after Pee-wee, he was nervous that he was going to get backlash because I didn't know this, but I guess people hated on Oingo Boingo and they hated on uh, Danny Elfman because of how really? weird how weird the music was and it was weird dude like but that's why i love it yeah, it, was, it was like yeah it was funky and, and like weird well, and like head of their time type of band is that true yeah absolutely dude even yeah. even to this day like i listen to it, i'm like who the who writes like this this is nuts <laughs> yeah like even oingo boingo is like borderline like written like a, a score writer would write music you know like he was like interesting I'll have to listen to them again with this context. Yeah, he was definitely made to like create film scores. Did he write most of Oingo Bingo? I can't even say it. He wrote Oingo Bingo songs. Oingo Bingo. He was the ringleader. Oingo Boingo. Oingo. I can't even. I can't say that. Dude. Something's wrong with my tongue. Oingo yeah. Boingo. Yeah, right? Oingo Boingo. Yeah, Oingo yeah. Boingo. Yeah. I'll call it like Wango Bango or something. <laughs> Oingo. That's tricky. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> to derail but you. yeah, so like, you know, that's like <laughs> sorry. He, like Danny Elfin has has like anyone else, he has his fame his favorite like musicians, his favorite um film scorers. And because he's older than us, like his, like his heroes are from like the seventies and the sixties. And like all okay. that stuff is very like like you know traditional classical stuff like everyone kind of stayed on the same lane but then because danny elfman was like had oingo boingo and he's kind of he kind of was like a like had like a punk edge to it he put mm. that into his music and huh. he was afraid that it was going to get backlash like oh like into his film music into his film music his because film like scores. It, interesting yeah because if, if you listen to it it is like it's still pretty bonkers like no one like no one writes music like that you know yeah, it's not full. It's not full Danny Elfman flavor yet, but it is. No, it's unique. weird. I really yeah. enjoyed the soundtrack. I'll, I'll I'll just say that I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So like the so the opening scene, like you you can just tell like the the like his like musician like band brain and his like score brain was like definitely working together to like come up with something new. You're like, oh, cool. But just like the and then like the, the camera shot kind of just like weaving in and out of the town that's so about to, that has no idea what's going to happen. And like yep. it just felt like like you're watching a circus like you're, you're watching the beginning of like a circus show you're like oh something's gonna happen and like they're they're preparing us for like what's what's to come but like i really really love that intro like it really does like get you ready it pumps you up you're like all right yeah yeah we're ready you know i feel like the whole soundtrack is that vibe to me where i just like oh this is like there's some fun stuff like circus i think you might have said i think that's a good way of like feeling where it's just like you know there's gonna be action there's something's gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i liked it that was great i also love how it fades into the miniatures i'm a big miniature fan i think yeah, that was yeah. a fun transition and a good foreshadow to the level of uh inception mm. of that's gonna happen with the town and and just right. the miniatures and people shrinking and growing yeah um also like watching this 
Like, don't you think? Because this came out in 1988, and okay. Batman came out in 1989. Hmm. The Tim um, Burton one, right? Yeah. So he, so he did. So uh, Michael Keaton did two uh, Tim Burton movies back to back one year. Interesting. Next, which nuts. But watching this, didn't it, didn't it make you think like? Dude, this guy can play the Joker. Like, no, but yes, now a hundred. Right? He's almost, a, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's already so yeah, close. I'm, yeah, I'm watching this. I'm like, dude, he's pretty much the Joker right now. He's just insane, crazy, like, ADHD, like psycho. That's just like pretty, just pretty much insane. Just an insane person, just yeah. saying whatever's at the top of his head. Like, it gave me like joker vibes and i guess a lot of that was improv too right yeah from what i heard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like a lot um, of beetlejuice's lines were just him freestyling yeah. did you know that um that michael keaton was a, a stand-up comedian no i didn't yeah it's a lot so of sense it, dude it it does like in the in before he got into movies he was a stand-up comic and uh, I was watching some of his stand-up before I started the movie. And definitely, like, his stand-up, by the way, his stand-up sucked. Like, I'm glad he, I, I'm I'll glad try to he find became, a clip and play that yeah. here. Anybody ever look at you on the street and just throw your entire day off? You know what I mean? You can be walking down the street feeling very secure, having a very secure day. You feel good, you know? And sometimes just a look can throw you into therapy for a couple of months, you know? <laughs> You can be, and you walk. When you're feeling good, you walk differently. You you walk. Yeah, all right, okay. But when you're a little secure, you kind of walk hesitantly. Sometimes a guy comes up to you and just goes, "If you're walking along, you'll just go." What? What? Like his bits, his bits weren't weren't thought out. Okay. Like he didn't have any like stories or anything. They were pretty much him um like creating characters and like huh. like just being silly. Like yeah, the other day I uh like I I ran into my like out like I my barber did a shitty job on my hair and then he like does a character of what a barber in New York would be like, you know? Yeah. Just like these like random characters, like impressions huh. of of characters. And I'm like, oh okay. This is why you're good at Beetlejuice because you like you're you don't really have funny jokes, but you're good at impressions. And like I feel like Beetlejuice was like a, a guy with many hats. Like he was just like yep. off the off the cuffs, just like coming he's like saying so random shit and like been through so much that he's exactly. just like can pull from so many different places. Yeah. And it felt like it felt like like Michael Keaton probably had like all these comedic bits that he just smashed into creating Beetlejuice. Yeah. Cause like he knew how to be every character and it just like all came out in Beetlejuice, which is yeah. pretty much feel, I feel like, which is why he like everyone loved him. Cause he was just so good at it. He just kind of condensed it all into one character. And so fun to watch. And it's funny. There's, I, I saw some YouTube video but they were saying that the character of Beetlejuice specifically was inspired by a character from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And there's a clip. Mm. They played a clip that was pretty convincing. I'll, I'll probably play that here. But uh, uh, now that we're here in, in flesh and blood, I, I could maybe make a request and, and it'd still count, huh? What about... Um, 
Iron Butterfly. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, in a de Gata, baby. Oh, <laughs> it's heavy. You know, uh, I've never been to a radio station before. Do you think you could do me a tour, huh? Tour? But it's really yeah. interesting, just just more the mannerisms, and it's a very mm -hmm. specific. Like he does a lot more than that specific vibe. Mm -hmm. But then one other thing that you said that was interesting, he did Batman right after this. Keaton's maybe two most iconic roles are Beetlejuice mm -hmm. and Batman. I, right. There are probably more, but off the top of my head, they'd be up there definitely. Yeah. Originally, he didn't even want to do Beetlejuice. Tim Burton had That's to. That's true. Talk to him like yeah. three times, and I, I was watching yeah. some interview with him talking about it, and he was basically like, "Yeah, I uh, I had no idea what he was talking about. Like he kept talking about this movie, and I was like, you know what? I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but I like you, so you know, cool. He's yeah. a cool guy though. And then he came back yeah. to me, and he's like, okay, I like this guy. He can talk to me. And then the third time, he finally said some things settled in his brain that he you know got stuck kind of and and then he's like okay i got an idea for this character you know let's do this he he, he was very responsible for it but man imagine if he didn't take beetlejuice that means he probably Dude. wouldn't do batman with burton burton wouldn't have done batman if beetlejuice wasn't a hit so it's like they they really was like this perfect match at launch yeah both that's of them. true yeah and that's that's now really <laughs> kind of crazy now, now it gets me wondering. I wonder what Jack Nicholson would have been like doing Beetlejuice because he was the Joker. <laughs> dude, there is a universe where they are swapped. That's a that's a yeah. fun dude. I mean, I mean, they're supposed to do Beetlejuice too, right? I'm Apparently, sure we'll get to that. Who, who, who but I've heard, I keep General Ortega is supposed to be attached to it now. Oh, of course. Yeah, she's she's the, she a she's the new Winona Ryder or pumpkin purse girl. I mean, <laughs> she's not, but they love her. And but by the way, I'm not against pumpkin purse girls. I just I'm I'm just teasing. No, I love that. I'm not. I, I would. I'm a I'm I'm a pumpkin purse girl. Truthfully, like I love Halloween. <laughs> I like pumpkin spice. I'm like a little bit like yeah, pumpkins. I'll do pumpkin spice. Yeah, for sure, man. If you weren't if you were still living in Los Angeles, would you be a uh, a Disney uh, pass carrier because all pumpkin purse girls are. I had I had a Disney uh, pass like really? all growing up, and then a oh, lot of did. my adult years too. Back when Disneyland was uh, like eighty dollars for a season pass. So you I'm really are a person who complains. Girl. Yeah, it, there's a, there, there's a definitely like that a piece of that in my core. I'm like Southern nice. California Disneyland. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, uh, hey, man, good on you, was dude. A, good a on must. you. I don't. I hate Disneyland now, though. <laughs> it got so crowded. Been, it's a horrible place to. <laughs> I haven't been to Disneyland since the like high school. Uh, what is it called? Oh, like the senior uh, graduation day. Yeah, like you, when you go after you graduate. What is it called? Yeah, and you get to stay overnight, right? Yeah, That's senior night did. or whatever the that hell was it's my called. Senior. I don't yeah. want to say senior ditch day, but it's no grad night. Grad night. Grad, there you go. Grad night. Grad night. Yeah, that's where we <laughs> that did. That was ours the last too. time I've been to Disneyland. Grad Dude, night. that was like the best Disneyland day I've ever. You're, it's it was such a fun. No, I hated it, dude. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't really want to go. My parents like forced me to go because like, I, they didn't think I socialized enough, so they bought me a ticket. <laughs> nice. So and yeah, and like I remember. I remember the bus getting to the to the parking lot and like mm -hmm. all the other high schools were all the other schools 
buses like they were all lined up trying to squeeze into the parking lot. Yeah, I remember and, like, that. You can see kids from different high schools, you like complete strangers. Like I remember specifically like looking out the window and looking at the other graduates and they're doing like the sign, like they're like rolling their fingers together and they're like pointing at you, which essentially means like, are you rolling? So like everyone Dang, was like dude. asking each other, like, are you rolling? Are you rolling? Are you rolling? I and I'm like euphoria. I don't know about any of this. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> and I just remember being so bored. And at the time I didn't like to dance because like that's pretty much all it was. There was like like clubs everywhere, like yeah, makeshift was, clubs. Yeah. And like and I didn't I didn't really have any like close friends in my ear. So like I didn't really hang out with anyone. I was just kind of walking around. It was fucking boring. <laughs> I'm so anyways, sorry. anyways, why are we talking about um, Disneyland here? I'm just trying to. I'm spilling to, all my trauma to you. I'm so sorry. No, I love this. This is really fun. Yeah. I, I admitted to being a pumpkin bitch or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, shout out to uh, uh, somebody who I think listens to the show still, Tori, who was I hung out with at grad night at Disneyland. So. I've talked about what movies I saw with her before and um, didn't shout her out. So shout out. But your experience was good. It sounds yeah, like I really enjoyed it, but I liked Disneyland mm. and it was like empty and we did rides. I also wasn't a dancer. I was not a partier. So yeah, I love, I do love fall though. Also my birthday's this month. My birthday's in a few days. Oh, that's right. So I also have like the birthday fun of, you know, of all of it. So I just love fall. On the subject of pumpkin purse girls, I, this yes. directly, again, this directly correlates to this movie. Yeah, because like this, you know, movies like this is what creates that vibe, you know, like the resurgence of like goth culture and like, again, uh, Hot topic. what's what, what's the name of the girl that played Wednesday? You just said her name, Jenna Ortega, uh, Jen Ortega. Yeah. yeah, like the new Wednesday series that came out, what, a year or two years ago? Like is that, that already? Kind that's of, crazy. Yeah, it seems like it, right? Yeah. Like, like that's also like another resurgence of like of goth culture, and yep. that's a that's a big part of this. Like, that's what I enjoy about this movie a lot too, because like I was never super into like goth stuff, but like growing up, I was always into the Cure and the Smiths. I mean, that's all like you know, arguably like new wave, but like the the the, the look vibe was goth. Was the the, the For vibe sure. was, like yeah like. I'm not going to tear apart what, what goth and what's new wave, but anyways. For music, musically? Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. Interesting. But I will say that I did read that Lydia Dietz's character was inspired by the girls at a Cure concert. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Which, which is prototype, so prototype pumpkin purse girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she is i mean she's like yeah. literally yeah. all black yeah hates everything and yeah because i guess apparently tim burton went to go see the cure he's like looking <laughs> around and he's like oh all these girls are dressed pretty cool oh you know what maybe this is what lydia should look like interesting you know you know he kind of has he looks like the cure lead singer now that you say it his hairstyle robert smith yeah, I never connected bit, it. Yeah. But he does the big, just like black yeah. hair, kind of just like yeah. flopping over, sticking yeah, out, I'm kind into of. It. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that anyway. Yeah, um, it's funny in the original screenplay. Real quick, there were supposed to be two girls, 
Lydia and then a, she had a younger sister and I think they basically combined them because one was supposed to be more like their parents where she was kind of like a New York socialite oh, and then the right. daughter okay. was just like a full like flower child who's like I don't like any of them I'm different mm. so I like that they Ooh, combined them where she was she was a little bit of a shitty New York girl but in a cool way like she owned it in, yeah. in a fun way yeah she was she was still like a like a privileged brat a little bit you know but also had yeah. heart and um clearly had empathy and yeah it was human unlike her yeah. parents yeah i mean no that's not fair I'll, i like the dad a lot yeah yeah i like the dad too love Catherine um, o'hara's performance <laughs> yeah on that subject like there is one there is one detail that i thought was funny i mean like the subject isn't funny but when they're all sitting sitting on the at the dinner table that their first time their first time eating in the house and uh the dad's like don't worry honey we'll make you a dark room soon for you to hang out in and then she said my whole life is a dark room (laughs) and like like clearly this girl's depressed (laughs) severely depressed and like their parents just didn't notice at all i'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah i don't know I, i i really do love her character She's so good. Yeah, and then like, it, it, still on the subject of like goth culture and like yeah. punk and new wave. I was reading too that when Winona Ryder was only seventeen, like uh, sixteen, seventeen when she when she filmed this. Filmed, cool. Yeah, and so she was still in high school. That's crazy. I know, dude. And uh, apparently, she like she wasn't very popular. She was like a little nerdy in high school. And then when she did this film, she thought, oh, like maybe like I'm going to be in this big movie. Maybe now I'll be cool. Like maybe now like I'll be accepted by my peers. And once this movie came out, they still made fun of her. Like they were like, call her a witch and stuff. And and like, like it didn't work. Still stings. It is a very cool role. And in the long term, I'm sure people got it. But I could see this still backfiring if you're the weirdo. That's really sad to hear. Yeah, I know it bummed me out. And like, what's what's in, what's funny about that is like, let's let's think about that, and let's think about Wednesday Adams' character. Like, I like Jenna Ortega is like on top right now because she's weird and quirky and and witty and goth gothy. You know, like the the at in the eighties, like the goths were nerds still. Like, yeah, people made Nona fun was of a goths. It sounds like yeah. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even thought of that. But seri- I mean, really, though, yeah. I mean, think about like you're saying how Jen Ortega is received because yeah. of the same things that, you know, sounds like alienated yeah. her as a, as a kid. Just to like stay on like brief on this subject. Like, I feel like right now and specifically, like there's like that same thing is going on right now with like emo culture. Interesting. Like right now, there's like a, an emo like resurgence like the same way that there's a goth one because i feel like 10 years ago the same way winona Ryder got picked on for like doing this goth role and she was like quote unquote a witch the same thing like 10 years ago with being emo like you would get made fun of for being emo and now it's like everywhere and there's like emo nights and Sad like boy is like a weird I mean, I exactly and like it all, yeah. all it kind of intertwines with being goth too you know which is very interesting to like watch a movie like this and like it being like, oh, actually, if you if you dress like this, you were not cool. Like you were you were essentially you're a punk, you know, like you're Back just then, a weirdo punk. This actually yeah. came out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're saying emo's coming back, which is interesting. Is that just like kids who grew up emo and like listened to My Chemical Romance and now like in their 30s? So now they're like adults, but then they're like, yeah, emo. Is that why it comes like back in like a positive way? Yeah, I think that there's more like it's it's got a nostalgic purpose now. And okay. like not not necessarily for for people in their 30s, but I also think like people in their 20s that like didn't get to experience that. And, you know, like maybe their older brother or sister uh were were into emo and they didn't really get to experience going to like a show to see like i don't know like a, a whatever emo band and now yeah. that they're older and they can actually go out and like experience something and like the resurgence of like emo like i don't know like l- let's just say uh like my chemical romance for example like they they just played a show and like dude everyone went to, like when that a at least here in los angeles i think they played like three nights here in la and they Dang. were all sold out and like i like my my instagram feed was like full like everyone was there and like again intertwining with like goth culture like it's just insane to me like to think like oh like you never know it's going to be the next big big thing like like one decade people are going to get picked like are people are getting picked on for this one thing and then the next decade everyone's like all over it and like you know it's just crazy how the world works that way i mean pokemon dude Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. What about that's Pokemon? That's what haunts me, bro. I actually almost wore my Pokemon shirt today. That's funny. Oh, you got made fun of like, Pokemon? I don't know if I ever got made fun of, but I definitely remember it being like the coolest thing ever, and I was really into it. And then uh-huh. for a long time, it being kind of like, uh, like lame. Like I can't believe I spent all that money on Pokemon. Like that's not nah, like I'm over Pokemon, you know. And like and be like, nah, I'm not like into it, you know. And now Pokemon is just like. Uh, objectively okay to love as an adult and is is just like like people are obsessed with like in japan especially pokemon is just like mainstream i feel like, like adult, pokemon probably never left japan yeah like it was well, always yeah, on true. top yeah but it's definitely one specifically card value where i'm like man if i'd saved all oh, of my cards yeah and now because i you know i remember when i was a kid i had a charizard and i was like i saw in a magazine it was worth 110 dollars and I was like, oh, man, wow. I can't believe I didn't sell it when it was worth 110 Now, of yeah. course, it'd be worth, like, thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not more. Just like what you like, everybody. That's the real lesson. And it'll be cool eventually. <laughs> and then when it's cool, yeah, I'll have even, your moment. Even if, yeah, even if, if people make fun of you for it. <laughs> you know, in high school, I got a milk carton thrown at my head. And th- and it was a metalhead that and he called me an emo f word he threw it at my head and he called me an emo f word and like now now like dude no one would ever do that you know it's why that's like a hate crime yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i can't believe you got somebody threw an egg cart in your head I mean, yeah. not an egg cart and a milk I wish it was an eggplant. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm sure that's a TikTok Eat thing this. or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Let's talk about Jean Davis real quick. Yeah, please. Which character does she play? No, she's the um, Alex Alex wife. Is am I saying Gina her name Davis, wrong? Gina Davis. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, Gina Davis. No, no, that's okay. Because there's a character oh. in the movie named Jane. The neighbor that sells their home is named Jane. So I just got, I got confused. Oh, oh no, no, no. I just no. got mixed up. Um, I'm sorry. Gina You're right, Davis. Gina Davis. I, I love Gina um, Davis. Dude, love me too. Her. More, like, more so now than ever. A League of Their Own? 
dude, I was just gonna say, oh, like, love that like, movie. Is are you are you like okay? Let let me lay it out. Yeah, please. So <laughs> take it. <laughs> so watching this movie as a teenager, uh, I'm like, dude, Winona Ryder is such a babe. Like you know, like. Like She's that's the crush all I'm of this movie as a kid, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, and I'm watching this, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like I can't wait for her next scene to come up. Now, <laughs> as a 30 year old, yeah. I'm like, dude, Gina Davis is such a babe. Like, yeah. you know, Life like material. I can't. Yeah, and like it's just so funny to think about like rewatching some old, like some favorite movies, and like. As an adult, like you, you're like, oh, I never noticed how attractive the mom was, or I never yes. noticed, you know. I was thought and she was kind of the normal mom character, and now I'm like, oh, she's also awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, I like, I did, I, I fell in love with her again in A League of Their Own for sure. Like, well, not only do I love baseball, like, like every, everyone in that baseball movie was a babe. Too. Yeah, yeah, baseball movies are great. Watching that movie like made me realize i'm like oh i you know what as a kid this would have never crossed my mind and now as an adult i'm like whoa all these girls are babes <laughs> Catherine you know? O'Hara too is I, her character is really annoying True. but she on purpose yeah. like she's hilarious got a shout out Catherine o'hara in all of the um uh, best in show the what's his True. name best in show uh, Chris, uh, christopher guest movies she's amazing in those and those are just all classics Home Alone. Waiting for Guffman. Home Alone. Yes. Yeah. I always forget she's the mom in Home Alone. Yeah. She was on top for a minute. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. And still killing it with that show that everybody likes. What show? Uh, the Canadian one where she's married. Oh, Shit's Creek. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit's Creek, yeah, which is great. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a few episodes, but I know it's just in general. It's a major yeah. hit. And, and dude, and her her outfits in this movie too are they're like she's got a wardrobe change like in every scene and they're all yeah. they're all a hit but she's like goth socialite because they're all like black and white and like naturalistic and her earrings are like cool like like rustic creepy looking yeah i love when she has the sideburns that are like spears yeah, like going up her cheeks sideburns. <laughs> yeah, sideburns. Snakes, yeah. yeah those are sick uh, I, just, yeah. I loved that yeah i love those yeah she's great uh the principal from ferris bueller as the living father <laughs> i loved him yeah. in this he was hilarious <laughs> kind of kind of played the same character in both yeah, just a little like, sweeter in this one. He's like yeah, more of a nice yeah. guy in this, but I just the whole joke with him is the whole movie he's trying to relax. Uh, relax. Like he moved out to the country to relax, and no one's uh, letting them have a break ever. And it's it's pretty yeah. uh, simple bit, but I liked it. Dad, can't you see I'm relaxing in here? No, I want to tell you what I saw. What is the point of my coming up here if you people won't let me relax? Ten minutes in, and I am relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> me up. Dude, or the scene where, um, what was the name of the interior designer? Oh, Ogo? Oh, uh, Oth. Here, I got it here. Let's see. Toth? No, that's not it. Otho. It was Otho. Otho. <laughs> when Otho... And Catherine's character were like walking around the house and like yeah. spray painting the walls on what color they yes. should be. 
and then they burst into yes. the husband's room. I guess his like I don't know his quarter. Uh, full man cave and, uh, office. Yeah, and they like immediately just like trash <laughs> the room. That like like I, I think Otho says like deliver me from LL Bean. And like I never <laughs> caught that joke until today. I was like, damn, that's good. That's a hard roast. And I wasn't sure. I thought he might have even said hell L Bean. Deliver oh, me from hell L Bean. I, maybe. I couldn't tell if I just misheard it or not. Either way, it's a great it's hilarious. Which is that, funny. I'm like, hey, what? Up. And I, I was like, I like LL Bean. I don't what, what is it? <laughs> it's a classic joint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I also loved when he was like you read my mind. She's like, did I? I did. He's like, yes. Oh, People yeah. never read my mind. Very few can dare venture into oh, it. Yeah. But you read my mind. <laughs> it is just like, I, I love his kind of like schmoozy bullshitter, but very Dude, sweet yeah. still. I, I enjoy it a yeah. lot. Yeah. I will say my favorite scene of his was the final scene where Beetlejuice yes. is kind of destroying everything. And like, he's like tapping into everyone's biggest fear. And Otho's biggest fear is just wearing a shitty outfit. So he like like snaps his finger and like Otho just is in a like an all baby blue suit and he's just like everybody's like being like there's like this snake monsters eating people and shit. And then yeah, his thing his suit changes. It is literally just like a blue 80s like tacky suit. It's not even that bad. And yeah, he runs in horror it's yeah, that that was hilarious. Yeah, I would I would love an Otho standalone movie. I feel oh, like there's a lot yeah, to explore about his true. character. Like he he also is like a part time yeah. like a paranormal investigator. He kind of references. And then he also says he did like hair chemical hair treatment chemical yeah. like research for a time, <laughs> like mm -hmm. just for a little bit. I can see him teaming up with Beetlejuice and that being some sort of like story arc. That would Wouldn't be, that be a fun, fun movie, dude. I'd really yeah. enjoy that. We should yeah. pitch that for the sequel. <laughs> On the subject of that dinner, I did notice that when Lydia was talking to her mom while her mom was prepping for that dinner, um, I just couldn't help but notice like the the food that was on the table. It was just funny to like catch, like so everyone knows that what happens in that dinner is like the shrimp cocktail hands grab everyone's face, you know, yeah. pushes them back. Throw them away. But in the scene when she's prepping for that, there's like no shrimp on her cutting board. But like it just looks like it looks like Tim Burton probably told the prop des design person, like, just go to the grocery store and find funky shit. Like, just find whatever looks weird crazy. Looking shit. Yeah, just weird looking food. And like, it just didn't make any sense. Like th through a, a a cook's eye, <laughs> what they were there was like together. a pile of herbs, <laughs> like yeah. a, a whole bunch of like like chives, a whole bunch of cilantro, a whole bunch of lettuce, like a a bunch of something that looked like they were just flowers, like just to add color to the pile. Like these orange flowers Not or even something. Ingredients. Yeah, yeah. And then like two artichokes and like, yeah, yeah, where artichokes kind of look weird a little bit. But and then like the the kicker was, uh, are you familiar with um it's called uh, a horned melon or a, a kiwanu? It's like they're two different names. Do they have like kiwano? spikes on them? Kiwano, yeah. It's like a I it, think so. it's like a, it's like an 
oval shaped fruit that's orange and it has little spikes and when you cut cut open inside it's yes. green yes yes i i am from, I, I know of these i don't think i've ever tried it or anything yeah so that's also sitting on the table and you're like why why, <laughs> why is that there that? <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like if tim burton made a fruit that that would be the fruit that he would create you know but it's just funny totally. to me to like like to see a spread of like all these herbs and like quote unquote like, strange no fruit that's gonna be and made with this food yeah that would and then it. at the and then and at the dinner table it was like it's a shrimp, shrimp cocktail, cocktail. <laughs> which is one ingredient <laughs> two ingredients that's just just what my chef's eye saw that i thought was pretty funny i love that insight <laughs> yeah i did notice the shrimp looking weird at first and i actually forgot what happens and i just remember i'm like oh they must have just made fake shrimp just to make them look like extra freaky but i totally forgot yeah. that they were hands i wonder if they were hands the whole time like i wonder if actors were sitting there and just waiting the whole time do you know yeah or was it a, no i have no idea but i was wondering that too yeah because they look like the hands the whole time it must have been easier to just have them have the hands there. It's cheaper to probably pay people to do that than to <laughs> to make a, a <laughs> make second props. props for all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It definitely looked weird early on, and they never looked like real shrimp for sure. Yeah, I yeah I remember like being a kid like that that caught you off guard. I'm like, oh, the shrimper hands. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it got me this time. That yeah, scene, yeah. by the way, is the most fun scene and any movie oh, yeah. i've watched recently and i know it's a iconic scene already and everybody mm -hmm. knows it's great but i just i actually started it over and rewatched the scene mid-movie because i was like that was just so fun i don't listen to it yeah, again it's very clever and their performances are so great like it really feels like they're Dude, not doing yeah. it on purpose it's insane yeah. how good they all do with it how well yeah like they're yeah their body like clearly they all like took lessons to dance and learn together but their facial features are still telling you like what the heck is going on like when ferris bueller's principal starts when the dad starts and he's like he's like babe what are you doing and he yeah. just snaps right yeah. into it mid-sentence i was like that was convincing yeah. that's been really hard to do that reminds me i've got to put this this scene on my um on my food food uh movie list ah, on, yes on uh to be a good one on my letterbox um, this this movie reminded me a lot of the haunted speaking of disneyland funny enough the haunted mansion ride like there were many Dude, scenes where i'm like this feels like i'm on the yeah. haunted mansion in a really the music fun too, way right yeah yes yes totally the music too yeah like it felt yeah. like you, you can easily put this music on the background of of like a spooky disney ride yeah and it would, it would match up perfectly in a great way very yeah. yeah and that makes sense with what you were saying how he was very inspired by classical or not classical but like 70s 60s kind yeah. of composers who were more strings yeah. and more of a traditional style still because yeah. disneyland obviously which is a, you know refreshing now like i felt i really enjoyed the soundtrack again yeah really fun movie yeah, yeah. It, it does feel like a ride almost you could almost say that about the yeah. this whole movie it almost feels like you're just like going through like a dark room ride yeah did feel like that and it was like i, I also really liked that it was short an hour and a half pretty much yes and it was yes. just like it was just it felt like just like rapid fire like it did nothing dragged no waste i was like all right like all right we're getting straight to it like we're introducing the family 
they're dead. Okay, now we're introducing the new family. All right, yeah. what's gonna happen now? Oh, now we're giving you Beetlejuice. Oh, sh- Beetlejuice is a bad guy. All right, now we're gonna send them to, to the, DMV or whatever you want to call it, and and, and then now they have to deal with that. It was like boom, 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 boom. Like there was no time for you to like, get bored. Yeah. Like the whole movie, and it's pretty much the way the story, the way the storyline went was Beetlejuice's character, <laughs> just his his whole vibe just like blah 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 he just like won't stop talking yeah i agree yeah i was surprised at how early they died i was like oh wow that was they were only alive yeah. for like one scene yeah well i mean i guess they have to be dead for the movie to really yeah but but just in how quickly it moved. like i expect there to be like 15 minutes of them being alive and in yeah. love and driving into town and then they go talk yeah. to all their friends and then they die True. and it's yeah. like i like that they're just we don't need more characters like jane is the only person in town we need to know because yeah. she sold the, the house the bar- other than that like stick the to barber. their main stuff the the barber barber too. Like, yeah. uh, which sadly i read there was a deleted scene where he and beetlejuice are in the afterlife together in the waiting room oh man i, I wish like, i would oh, love to so see that sad and hilarious just like the the, the barber punishing beetlejuice <laughs> with his like never-ending story <laughs> the one guy who can yeah. outtalk him <laughs> yeah i would have loved that yeah <laughs> yeah that was, that was really fun um love the miniatures in this movie all the miniature stuff i loved the miniature world being made large i thought that was yeah really that fun. was cool like that's mm-hmm. something in movies i always love another easy uh ticket to my movie heart i love the 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 afterlife office yes we should talk about that a little bit yeah that was like such a creative idea to come up with like it's so funny it's like really like like what like what what actually happens when you die like in my mind i'm I'm watching this i'm like oh our bodies really are the vehicles that help us like navigate through life but once our bodies are gone like what happens like like the way your body is like a machine like a car you have to go to the dmv and deal with that shit and like i felt like yeah the afterlife was then like the like the afterlife office was like very dmv vibes like no one wants to be there everyone's waiting everyone's confused like oh dude am i oh no i didn't bring the book oh i didn't bring the papers i oh no i didn't know that i needed it you know and And like that was when they didn't bring the book and everybody sighs like shakes their head in the waiting room like like, like, mm, fucking noobs like noobs yeah 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 i dude i love that i i really hope that that's what what happens when when we die and we, we gotta like we just gotta sit in that lobby and wait for our turn i mean if if the afterlife is is run by humans then you know it's probably gonna be not much different than the way things are, are true run on Earth. yeah yeah <laughs> no. just everyone just trying to figure out like how many logic to that yeah how many people die a day and like we probably still don't have a system to, to correctly like push through all these new, yeah. newly deads yeah so funny they haven't upgraded to computers yet yeah. yeah i enjoyed that i loved all the dead bodies it was fun trying to see how everybody died yeah. and figure it out yeah. all the background characters yeah. the smoking guy bit was Dude, hilarious love to that me. one want a cigarette no yeah i'm trying to cut, <laughs> Try that to too. cut back myself <laughs> Just or the, the football players Oh, dude, they were hilarious. <laughs> dude, coach, yeah. coach. <laughs> hey, coach, I don't think we survived that car crash. 
<laughs> that was so that good. Was so good. Yeah. And then coming back to dance with uh, Winona at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was a nice little callback. That made me smile. Yeah. It seems they had found some sort of peace in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Or like, yeah. I also like that um, the 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 football player saying like i don't think we survived that car crash same thing with uh gina's character yeah gina's character pretty much said the same thing like I'm, uh, barbara yeah i don't think we survived that crash and like <laughs> yeah. it kind of reminded me of like we're not in kansas anymore line just yeah. like oh, oh yeah like uh you know it's i don't like think, you uh, think something's off <laughs> here you know? i think you're right <laughs> yeah yeah i really enjoyed those two lines um, the writer of this, the guy that Stephen King said was the best uh, paperback novelist of his time, he also wrote the novelization of the film Clue in 1985, oh, which I thought was just cool. kind of random and funny. I haven't seen Clue. No way. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, you it's would on love my watch Clue. list. You would love it. It'd be yeah. a good Halloween one, too. Oh, really? I think you would love it. I should say. I have no okay. idea what you'll think of you, it. But, but does it? Do you, would you say it's it's a uh, October worthy? Yeah, because it's a murder mystery, and it's like people in cost dressed up. They're not in costumes technically, but it feels it's got that feel, you know. And you don't know who the killer is. And then, um, yeah, I think it's a good October one. It's okay. very fun, and just the All humor right. is like is is very fun. It's got the the lady from Paper Moon we talked about a lot, who's awesome and so funny in it. Madeline Kahn is in it, and she's great. And Tim Curry, which we which we brought up last time too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh, another great Tim Curry one. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. That'd be a fun one to talk yeah. about too. I I remember hearing they had different endings to it in theaters, so people came out oh. trying to spoil the ending, and they couldn't because uh, like different regions had different versions oh. of it. What? No way. Yeah, I feel like I've heard. I feel like on a Blu-ray or a DVD, you can watch all the different endings they had. Like, there's one they picked for the main one, I think. What? That's so sick. I'd have to read more about it. again. This is just like a story I remember hearing somewhere. Yeah. YouTube video I watched. Well, speaking of alternative endings, Beetlejuice also had an alternative no, ending. Oh, tell me. The alternate ending would be Lydia actually dying in a fire. And she's oh, wow. with Barbara and Alex's character for eternity because that's what she wanted the whole time, which I'm glad it di didn't happen because clearly at the beginning of the movie, she was very suicidal and or and she was like almost and she was going to do it. But the couple convinced her like, no, you don't want to be dead. And even Beetlejuice was like, why would you want to be dead? You know, like, yes, don't, don't be dumb. Well, and they even have like an anti-suicide message in this movie now that you mention it. Because there's one point where somebody who cut their wrist holds them up and is like, if I knew what the afterlife was like, I never would have oh, done this. The, the the clerk. Yeah, the clerk the, at, the, uh, at the DMV yeah. of Dead. The yeah, dead that's MV, true. That's true. Which I, I didn't even think of it. it was just, I thought it was a bit. But now that you're saying it, if they were mindful of that, you know, maybe that even yeah. was meant to be like a little don't actually yeah. kill yourself this is actually yeah. you know because you know, there is a bit of glorifying death in this in a fun way that, yeah, it, yeah it wouldn't have made sense if lydia died for sure yeah i'm glad she didn't it'd been a bit of a sadder ending but it yeah. i did one thing i did want to say too i never picked up watching this as a kid is the theme of them wanting a kid and lydia needing yeah better parents like real parents really yeah that's why they had a connection 
a deep connection. And I thought that was a, a very sweet storyline that I, I liked. Okay, so the ending yeah. of this movie, one, the the teenage bride scene made me uncomfortable. And I think it's the point because Beetlejuice uh, is a creep. Yeah. But I was just yeah. like, interesting that this is about him trying like, interesting that I wouldn't like, te- like him wanting to marry. And I know he just wanted to be set free, but it was just... I know he's a creep too, but I thought that was just interesting. Yeah. I, w- I was very relieved when he wasn't able to. But then the happy ending is that they still live in the house, the new family, but it seems like the parents have taken a section of the house and then Lydia is alive, but still being raised essentially by Barbara and yeah. Alex. Is that kind of yeah. right? Yeah, because I thought she was alone with them, but then you do see them in his office together. The the two parents. The yeah, all three are pretty much doing their own thing, which is kind of weird. It was interesting. I liked it as like a fairy tale ending, but it it was weird. It did seem a little weird. I was like, Would yeah, the parents but realistically, go along with this? like the parents still suck. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I was like, there's yeah. no way they're not taking her back yeah. to New York just out of like spite because they don't want her to be happy. Yeah. Maybe the mom more than the dad. Oh, no, I was thinking in the sense of like the parents didn't learn their learn their lesson. They're still shitty parents. And 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 the the other couple are raising their child. That's better said. They don't they they don't deserve a happy ending. They don't. The the parents. Maybe that's why it feels weird is because the parents just get to Scott, even though they totally like exploited the dead yeah literally tried to exploit the afterlife and cash in on these poor people after they destroyed their house yeah Yeah. all right well any last thoughts i think that's it i liked i liked it reminded me of edward scissorhands reminds me of the one where their little girl gets powers that's also a great movie directed by danny devito i'm just blanking on the name oh matilda Matilda. I kind of want to say Madeline. Yeah. Matilda. Yeah. Reminds me of Matilda a little bit in a yeah, fun a little way. Bit. Yeah. I will say one more thing. Oh yeah, please, please, please. I did notice when I was when I was doing research, apparently in 2019, someone created a Kickstarter to make a documentary about this movie called The Documentary About the Recently Deceased. Interesting. In 2019. And it never came out. And like I was like looking into it because they had like a Facebook page, and like people are still questioning like where's the movie? Like it's been, it's been four years. Did like, they fundraise we, we all, it? Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. And like, so when I was looking through the comments, the last comments were were last year, were in twenty twenty two, and they're like, yeah, we're still working on it, you know. And then like pretty pretty much silent twenty twenty three. It's always shady with those Kickstarter things. Yeah. Never, but never I mean, there's really a trailer, know. so there's like actual footage. They're doing something. Yeah. So they're, yeah, maybe they're still working on it. So they, they like who invited them to make it? Like the production or the studio or something? I don't know who was the one making it, but the, the trailer was highlighting the people who lived in the town that they filmed in because i guess that was a real town and like you know small town like actual small town area yep and all everyone that lived there was just excited that a a movie was being filmed in their small neighborhood cool yeah so like that was pretty much the trailer it was filmed in like sherryton vermont I think the town's name is and the house was built for the movie, the house that the film takes place in and was destroyed after. But everything else oh, is like exactly that yeah. way. It's actually like a perfect little idyllic town. The bridge that they that they fell through is also 
built for the movie. Ah, uh, interesting. That was yeah, it wasn't a real bridge. Makes sense. I, I mean, guess it was eventually. It. it was, but <laughs> yeah. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun movie. Still love this movie. I love it more than ever, yeah. and I'm glad I got a re- chance yeah. to rewatch it. I yeah, anybody's good. listening that hasn't seen it or or you know hasn't seen it in a while definitely revisit. It's a fun Halloween one. There's no, yeah. it's just the music, the vibe. Think of uh, the haunted mansion, which I might go watch the new one of that tonight. Actually, oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think it just, I you it. watched it. You liked it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm excited for it. <laughs> and this is the only movie I saw. Or this is the only movie that we've picked that my coworkers actually know of, because like usually any other movie they're like, oh I don't know that movie. And I'm like, oh no, we're doing we're reviewing uh, Beetlejuice today, and that, today yeah. everyone's like, oh cool, you know. For the record, so, I don't do that on purpose, but <laughs> no, I'm excited. More. I I enjoy being on here, so I talk about it at work. No, good. Thank you. Push it. If anybody's yeah. listening for Mandy's work, welcome and thank you. That's awesome. Um, next week, we are doing Angelo's pick. This is the movie that Beetlejuice himself has seen 167 times. This was not on purpose. We will be doing The Exorcist, the original Exorcist oh. from 1980, I want to say. We'll have Angelo on. I don't know if we'll have Ian or Andy on or who I am not gonna be on because I'm not watching that movie. It's too scary. Not having Andy on. I doubt <laughs> Ian will watch it either then. So it might just be me and Angelo. But anybody who's still listening at this point, thank you for sticking with us and I hope you had fun. And favorite lines. Go ahead. Make my millennia. Love that <laughs> line. <laughs> There's one where Lydia says, where she says Beetlejuice, and then he throws a zipper in her mouth, and then she opens the zipper, and then she says Beetlejuice again, and he goes, oh, and then he like pitches his hands and throws air at her face, and then it's like a plate, and then he goes, strike. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. (laughs) Or or when his head starts spinning, he goes, and, and like it's like uncontrollably spinning, and then he stops it, and he goes, don't you hate it when that happens <laughs> or like <laughs> it's just like all these like slapstick stuff like i can't help but laugh you've been a saturn i've been a saturn and then he stops like wait whoa sandworms you hate him right i love do that crack me up i think i did most of my actual favorite lines already so i'll do a new one you read my mind so few people are able to read my mind they're just not open to the experience yeah <laughs> uh, so pretentious they're just not open to the experience was just like the punchline yeah. i did not see coming <laughs> all right andy thanks so much man this was awesome yeah Thank you for having me. I double-checked our microphones again. Mine is correct. Yours is correct. So everything should Good. be kosher this time. If it's a fuck-up, it's not me, I hope. <laughs> or me. Yes, yeah. Yeah, please. I hope you enjoy this one, and I hope you enjoy the Exorcist one. I hope that's fun listening to it. Please. Go, go watch, watch a movie. movie.